0: Hey, teachers, before we get started, we have a quick announcement. We're really excited because registration is open for our new summer workshop, Limitless Potential, an Enneagram roadmap for educators.
1: One of our highest callings as an educator is to discover and develop potential. We love recognizing an undeveloped strength in ourselves or in our students. We all love witnessing those light bulb moments when we can literally see potential come to life.
0: In this workshop, you will learn about the tool of the Enneagram. You're not just going to learn your type. You're also going to learn the key to understanding yourself and others in ways that will help improve your relationships, communication, classroom motivation and management, and ways to help reduce the effects of trauma. The more we understand people, the more we can change lives for the better.
1: We'd love to see you June 6, 2024 in Dubuque, Iowa. For more details, head to our website at InspiredTogetherTeachers.com. We are back again today with another episode to help you understand the Enneagram and how the Enneagram patterns play out in your life and in the lives of others. This is part three of our Enneagram series. We've already shared an overview of the Enneagram in episode 34 and discussed types eight, nine, and one in episode 35. Today, we are talking about the heart types. You might be one or you certainly know one. What does it look like to be a heart type? Stay tuned and find out. Welcome to the Inspired Together Teachers Podcast. We are Paula and Michelle, award winning educators who've
0: worked with thousands of teachers, and we know the struggles that you face on a daily basis.
1: Do you want to make a difference and still enjoy your life outside of school? Together,
0: we can tackle the overwhelm, gain clarity, and build confidence to live the life you deserve.
1: Are you ready to be inspired? We can't wait to explore ways to improve your work life and home life so that you can live your best life. Before we get started today,
0: we just wanted to let you know that usually we keep our episodes at 15 to 20 minutes because we know you're busy teachers. However, for these Enneagram for Educator episodes in this series, we go a little bit beyond the 20 minutes because there's so much that we want to share. We value your time and we know you're really busy, but we want to make sure you get as much Enneagram information as you can to help you in your work life and your home life. So let's get started. Welcome back to part three of our special series on the Enneagram for Educators. If you haven't already listened to the first and second part, you might want to go back and check out those episodes in 34 and 35. In 34, we just really talked about what the Enneagram is. 35, we talked about the instinctive types, the gut types. Today, I'm so excited because we're going to be talking about the heart types, and I happen to be a heart type, so I'm excited about this one. We love talking about the Enneagram, no matter what type we're talking about. We love to teach it. We both got certified to teach it because we see all of the Enneagram uses in our lives. This has been life-changing for us, so we hope that this series is life-changing for you too.
1: I love it for all the very same reasons. And I find there's so much interest in the world. We were just at a conference and everyone who heard we had Enneagram training was asking us about it. So it's really fun.
0: If you don't know your number, hopefully you find yourself in one of these episodes. People talk about their numbers all the time. Numbers great to know, but it's the behaviors, the thought patterns that go with the number that will be very useful to you.
1: If you listen to episode 34, we introduce the different types. You might remember our Wizard of Oz analogy. We talked about the scarecrow, the Tin Man, and the Cowardly Lion as being representatives of the head type, the heart type, and the gut type. Today, we're going to look at the heart types. And if you remember the Tin Man, you will remember he was looking for a heart. Sometimes the world can feel cold or cruel. We could all use a little more heart. These are the people who bring heart.
0: This podcast is really meant for educators. We don't care if you're listening if you're not an educator, but if you are an educator, you are well represented with these heart types. Educators tend to be heart types. Not always, but there's a strong percentage of you that are. These heart types are the numbers 2, 3, and 4. As we talked about in our last podcast episode when we were talking about types 8, 9, and 1, we're really just looking for patterns. The numbers themselves don't mean as much. We're really looking for the patterns of these numbers. And the patterns of the 2, 3, and 4 are really centered around heart, centered around caring and that heart.
1: Let's start learning more about Enneagram type two. This is Paula's type. I knew it from the very beginning when I started studying the Enneagram and I learned about the two and I said, that is Paula. Although I do think she has a strong three in her as well, but we can talk about that later. Let's look at the characteristics of an Enneagram type two. Twos are sometimes known by the labels, the loving person or the helper. Again, we're not into labels, so we don't usually use the labels, but we really talk about the patterns more. Remember that every type has both positive patterns and patterns that are potentially troublesome, and you don't have to have all the patterns of your type. What are the positive patterns of the two? Caring. They care for people. They are taking care of everyone. Often very helpful. They do all the things for all the people. They are very generous and very supportive. They are very nurturing, not just of their own children, but of all the people. If you're on staff with someone who's a two, they're taking care of all the other teachers and all of the other people in the building twos can be really self-sacrificing and that can be good and bad. It's good because they're giving a lot of energy out. But then the negative part about that is sometimes they're not giving it to themselves. We'll talk about that in a second.
0: Twos can often be really empathetic as well. They really feel for other people. And as a two myself, I will tell you, I feel deeply. I empathize deeply with other people. Twos are often thoughtful they're warm, and they're friendly in their approaches to other people and to situations. There are also negative patterns of a two. Two negative patterns are that sometimes twos don't know when to stop doing the things they're doing. For example, twos are really helpful But twos can be overhelpful. They can be seen as smothering.
1: If you think of twos as parents or teachers, they live to give and to help others. They can do things for other people, which denies other people the chance to do it for themselves. That can cause problems with your children or with your students if you're busy doing everything for them and not letting them or expecting them to do things for themselves.
0: Because twos like to make everyone happy, a negative pattern they can have is they can try too hard to make everyone happy. Because twos want to be helpful, they can also be overly people-pleasing. They want everyone to like them in some situations. They are also seeking approval, sometimes to the point that it negatively impacts interactions.
1: They can feel like martyrs too sometimes when they're doing all the things for people and people aren't noticing or don't appreciate all the things that they do. They feel like they're being so helpful and so kind and people aren't noticing or appreciating it that makes them feel unworthy or unloved. Twos get their sense of worth and love from being helpful and being kind and doing things for people. So if people don't acknowledge it or pay any attention to it, that can make them feel unworthy or unloved. And the other thing, and I know this to be true of my friend Bala, <laughs> is that twos don't always care for themselves the way they care for others. They may neglect eating or they may neglect just doing any kind of basic care, not sleeping and things like that, because they're so busy doing all the things for everyone else.
0: The basic fears and the ways of seeing the world for twos is that twos really ultimately want to be loved. They help and they care for others as a way to express that love, also to feel worthy of love in return. Twos really need approval and they need to be appreciated. They love that.
1: Paula, when you first learned about the Enneagram, how did you see yourself in type two? What connected with you? What characteristics resonated with you?
0: Of course, every one of the positive characteristics. I was, <laughs> yes, I was like, yes, yes, yes. Am I self-sacrificing? Yeah, probably. Am I caring and helping? And Do I say, follow your heart? I say that all the time. Where gut instinct people say like, oh, I follow my gut. Or head types say, follow your head. I have been known to say many times, follow your heart. Just follow your heart. I read all of those positive characteristics. I'm like, yes, I'm warm. I think I'm friendly and thoughtful. I am. I can't be all of those negative patterns. And then when I started reading them, for example, the one where you said twos often feel like martyrs and people don't acknowledge all that they do. And it can be really frustrating for a two when they're helping and giving and giving and others don't acknowledge that. I had just read the Enneagram. We were going on a family trip, got in the car and I had made sure everybody had pillows in the car and blankets. I had snacks. I had made sure everybody's bags were in there and we weren't even out of the driveway. And somebody said something like, oh, did you make chocolate chip cookie bars? And I said, I didn't make chocolate chip cookie bars. There's 15 different snacks and I've got pillows and blankets and all. And my first thought was, oh my gosh, I am those negative patterns. Look at how I made myself a martyr. Nobody appreciates me in my mind. I have this whole narrative going about how I had done a million things, but what I had done had not been good enough for these people in my family. That's when I realized that the negative patterns also applied to me.
1: I don't see that in you, but I do see sometimes how you don't care for yourselves. And I'm going to share something that right now, as we are recording this, Paula is sick. She should be sleeping and taking a nap. She is working. And that is what I see from her. That tells me sometimes she's too busy doing all the things for everyone and isn't taking care of herself.
0: But in defense of my two personality, <laughs> here, I have to tell you, I'm so excited to bring this Enneagram stuff to the world. You couldn't keep me in bed today if you tried because I care so much about this. This totally has the potential to change the way teachers interact with students. 100%. I believe that.
1: And I think you notice it in students too. You know as a teacher, who your helpers are, who are the kind ones who are helping other people, bringing that caringness into your classroom. As a teacher, my recommendation is to just recognize them, see it, acknowledge it, thank them, and let them have those opportunities because it feels good for them to do that. Twos bring love, kindness, and caring into a world that very much needs their heart-centered touch. It can be really easy to take everything they do for granted or even to take advantage of them and let them do all the things. So find the twos in your life and let them know that they are appreciated.
0: Seems like a great time to move on to the characteristics of Enneagram type 3. This is another one of the heart-centered types. The Enneagram type three are often known as the effective person or the achiever. Of all of the types, you know a three because they know how to get things done. The positive patterns of someone who is a type three, and this may sound familiar to you because it's yourself or someone you work with, is that people who are type three are ambitious and self assured. These are the people in the room who are motivated and they know how to motivate other people. Look around a room. Who is the productive and efficient member? Odds are good that that person is a type three.
1: Threes are definitely capable and get all the things done. They're also very savvy. They can read a room. Again, that's that connected to the heart and know who needs what and how they can motivate each person. They're very sociable and very relational. That also is very much connected to that heart type. And they can be really energetic and really hardworking. There are many types of the Enneagram that can be really hardworking, but threes thrive on hardworking, kind of like the border collies of the Enneagram, if you know the border collie type.
0: The challenging patterns of a three is that, again, like we just said, the twos, they take all of these positive characteristics and sometimes go a little too far. A challenging pattern of a three can be that they overwork themselves. In fact, they may overwork themselves to exhaustion They are competitive. They want to do it. They want to do it right. And they want to get it done. And sometimes that can be at the point of overwork or exhaustion, if that's what it takes. They can be addicted to the tasks and the things they need to accomplish. They may be working late into the night. They may be working on weekends. If you're on a team with them, a three can sometimes be difficult because they want to keep going until it is done and done right. There is a competitive nature sometimes to a three that, if you are not a three, can be difficult to work with.
1: There's also that competitive nature around threes with image and being image conscious. That can be fine, but it also can be overdone. Many times, threes are very sensitive about their image. They want to protect that confidence and that accomplished persona. So they will have the latest trendy, fashionable clothes, the tech toys, the cars, expensive and showy things. They want you to see that part of them. I have a friend who's a three and she has all the great qualities of threes I always feel a little less than sometimes because she has the latest clothes. And when the new iPad comes out, she has it. She drives a little red convertible. She has all the things and is very well making sure everyone sees her with them that can help them disconnect with their feelings because sometimes then they're all about the image and not so much about the feelings. So again, these are the challenging patterns. They have that drive to produce and achieve, but they also want people to see them doing it
0: deep down inside, that comes from this feeling worthy of love. If I produce enough, people will love me. The basic fears and the way of seeing the world for threes is that they want to achieve so that they can distinguish themselves. They want to be seen as successful. They want to be admired. That's how they feel the love. They love to impress others and they feel valuable and lovable when they do achieve. Threes are achievers and achieving helps them to find their self-worth
1: they have this belief, if I don't achieve enough, then I'm not lovable. And that's the downside of that. Think about an example of a student in school. Picture the high school kid. You all know this person. They're in all the clubs and all the sports. They have to have a 4.0. They often work really, really hard. They run everything. They don't get enough sleep. They're very hard on themselves. They don't let themselves relax. And it's just go, achieve, do. And if I do all of the things well, that means I'm succeeding. And when I'm succeeding, that is how I find my self-worth. The downside of that is stress, mental health. It's just the overdoing of it. All of the things are good. It's the overdoing of it that can cause the problems.
0: I love to work with threes. Threes motivate me. Threes are great leaders on teams because they don't overpower the team. Their goal is to motivate everyone. But some people really can find threes to be competitive and hard to work with because they want it to look good at the end and we're going to be better than the other group. So if you work with a three or live with a three, that may sound familiar to you.
1: I can feel sometimes incompetent next to a three because like, oh, I can't keep up with the pace of achievement of a three. And I have a different style. It can make me feel that way sometimes. But yes, I'm also very envious of threes sometimes too.
0: As a 2 who carries a lot of the characteristics of a 3, I love to work with 3s. I don't often feel intimidated by 3s. Actually, they kind of lift me up and bring me up because I carry a lot of those characteristics. We talk about in Enneagram sometimes something called a wing, and that's where you carry on the characteristics of the number next to you. And since I'm a 2, I do have a really strong 3 wing. I bring a lot of those characteristics in. You are not next to a three. Michelle, we'll get into your number later, but I being next to a three and carrying a lot of those three characteristics, I relate very well with threes. A lot of knowing your number and understanding these patterns is learning how to best work with people and know how they work, how you work, and how you can work together.
1: That's exactly true. Exactly right. We can take the energies of different types too, and we'll talk about that in the very last episode of the series. Let's go ahead and start talking about the characteristics of Enneagram type four. Type four is known as the original person or the individualist. I happen to think that fours are maybe the most misunderstood type of the Enneagram. They're sometimes easy to pick out, but can be difficult to understand. Let's take a look at some of the patterns of the four. They tend to be very creative. They love beauty. They love to see it, to create it, to bring it into their spaces, to feel it, to smell it. My daughter is a four, and it's not only pretty and beautiful and creative, but it smells good in her house. Fours are very connected to their emotions and are very emotionally honest. Of all the Enneagram types, these are the people who feel the most deeply about things They're very honest about their feelings and will share their feelings. Even sometimes when people don't want them to, they're usually very open and very honest about their feelings.
0: A four is super sensitive. They're empathetic. When you need somebody to cry with, the four will probably cry with you. You can pick a two, three, or four. They all live pretty much in their heart center, but a four really is in their feelings. They often are unique and original because they are so deep in their feelings. Many times they're artists because they're imaginative. Fours are stylish. They might even be flamboyant. Again, it's that uniqueness and that individualistic nature of a four. They can be deeply joyful. I always think of fours as having really high highs and really low lows. Fours wear their hearts on their sleeves.
1: Absolutely. If they want to be unique, individual and express that, that can all be wonderful unless they're in the low of the lows, as you said. So that leads us to what are the challenging patterns of a type 4? When they're in the low of the lows, they can be very moody or overly dramatic. Sometimes people call fours the drama queens that they will bring on the drama. I don't think they bring on or start the drama so much as how they react to situations sometimes in a more dramatic way. They can be really absorbed with their emotions. My daughter the four will always tell me, Mom, I'm just all up in my feelings now I'm used to it. But at first I used to hear that. And I'm like, I don't relate to that. I'm not a heart type. The thought of being all up on my feelings is just something I would never, ever say, but I get it.
0: Sometimes with fours then, when they are so in their feelings like that, it can turn into self-loathing or not feeling good. Fours are known to negatively compare themselves to others and decide that they're coming up short, which can sometimes lead to depression Or they're seeking a rescuer to bring them out of this and fix this for them. Again, when you're so in touch with your emotions, that can happen a little bit more easily for a four.
1: Especially if you think of a young four, a student four, they have all these big, big feelings, but yet they haven't learned all the ways to deal with those big, big feelings. And so that leads to the tantrums, the crying or shutting down or all the ways that kids might deal with big feelings. And as they mature, most fours learn ways to cope with all those feelings and ways to express it. That's oftentimes the art. They write, they play music, those kinds of things, because it helps them get those big feelings out. As a teacher, you may know the child who is just all in their feelings all the time and really struggling to deal with all those feelings. Sometimes that's something that you can really help with, helping them to deal with those big feelings.
0: The basic fears of a four and kind of the way they see the world is that they want deep connections with others. They can bring beauty and creativity to the world. They just need a venue to do it. They want and they need to share their feelings and their moods. Sometimes they can get lost in those feelings and moods. I also have a daughter that is a four, so I understand that really well.
1: Fours can be such a joy when you get to know them. They really do bring uniqueness, creativity, and light into the world. Sometimes there's no one I would rather talk with than a four if you want to have a good, deep, heart-to-heart conversation. The other one I always think of, David Bromstad, if you watch HGTV, the lottery home winner show, I forgot what the name of it is, but he's colorful, bright, unique, and creative. He's also so kind. The people that are on the show with him always talk about how easy he is to talk to and how much they enjoyed talking with him. That is really typical of a type four.
0: The three types we talked about today, the twos, threes, and fours, are all heart-centered. They all bring caring, kindness, empathy, and many other gifts to the world. As a teacher, you have these kids in your classroom. On our last episode, we talked about people who were the gut types, the instinctive types. You have a mix of the heart, head, and gut types in your classroom. Knowing the Enneagram can only help you to learn to work with them better.
1: You understand, too, why they're doing what they're doing and you see those patterns.
0: Yes. I think so many times as teachers, we think, oh, they're just trying to get under my skin or, oh, they're doing this to bother me. No, they're doing what makes sense for them in this world based on their Enneagram type.
1: Yeah, when my daughter was a little, little girl, three, four, five, she would have friends over to play. Sometimes she would just go in her room and shut the door. And the friends are in the living room and my daughter's in her room with the door shut. would go in there and say, what are you doing? She's like, I just needed a couple of quiet minutes for myself. She was three. <laughs> Talk about being connected to your emotions. And then she'd come out, play with her friends and she would be fine. Fours are interesting and bring so much goodness to the world. That's a good place for our recap. Heart types two, three, and four lead with their heart. Twos bring their help, caring, and friendliness to us. Threes accomplish much while building strong relationships. And fours are creative and artistic and bring love, beauty, and acceptance of all to the world. Where do you see these patterns in people you know? When we recognize the patterns, we can support people in using their gifts in positive ways.
0: In true teacher fashion, we always end this podcast with homework. So our homework for you today is to look for these patterns in yourself and in the people around you. Can you identify any twos, threes, or fours in your classroom, in your home, in your friend group, in your social circles, or in yourself? If so, knowing these patterns, how can you best work with these people? How can you best love them and teach them? We won't be grading your homework, but we'd love to hear how it's going. So reach out to us through any of our social media channels or through our website.
1: Stay tuned, like and follow our podcast or join our email list so that you don't miss the next episode. Because finally, we are going to discuss the head types five, six, and seven.
0: Michelle's been waiting for that because she is a head type. (laughs) That's all for today. Class dismissed. Thanks for
1: listening to today's episode. If you'd like to continue the conversation, join us on Instagram and Facebook at Inspired Together Teachers or head over to our website, InspiredTogetherTeachers.com for more podcast episodes, our award-winning blog, and free guides to help you be your best. Until next time, may
0: you be inspired in your work life and home life to live your best life.